thankful tonight you've heard of a place called heaven? Oh, yeah. Are you thankful tonight that um, you're making your way to be there, to be a part of it, to experience it for yourself? I mean, he's persuaded tonight that you're going to go there. I mean, he's been convinced tonight that I'm going to make the journey. I'm going to endure until the end. I'm not going to let go of the nail-scarred hand at whatever cost. I'm going to lay aside every weight and repent and make true confession of every sin. I don't want nothing to hinder my inheritance of being a part of that place called heaven. Bible says that we've said in heavenly places it's such a service like tonight and the presence of the Lord and feeling his touch in our lives and his presence among us there's nothing like it I promise you there is the people by the millions that would love to have this opportunity tonight to come and call on the Lord and come to feel the presence of God and you might be shocked at some even across our own community at one time and standing and sitting where you're at tonight. But for one reason or another, something slipped. Something caused them to become offended and hurt. And man just bailed out. There can be a number of reasons from the love of the world to one thing or another. But you and I are blessed to be here tonight and have this opportunity to call on the Lord and feel the power of God and have what's laid up and stored up for us. Got your Bibles, 1 Samuel 12 and 22. I want to say welcome to all of our guests tonight. Good to see each one of you to come and worship the Lord with us and to magnify God in this house. And we want you just to join in with us to give praise and honor to the Lord. Church, why don't we give a good hand clap of thanksgiving to our guests here tonight. Appreciate them coming and being in the service with us. Amen. They're busy, got things to do, but they chose to come worship the Lord with us. And we're thankful. Praise God. 1 Samuel 12 and 22. And the Lord will not forsake His people for His great name's sake. Because it has pleased the Lord to make you His people. I realize that the writings here is the words of Samuel. It's just after choosing of a king. Samuel the prophet that had been so faithful unto the nation of Israel in leading them. and Oh, it upset him as they had chosen Presented unto him the choosing of a king to be like other nations. He took it on a personal basis. Finally, the Lord came to him, instructed him that they didn't reject him, but they rejected him as their king. But after all this is unfolded, and Samuel's speaking unto the Israelite people here, but he's encouraging them and ensuring them that God wasn't going to forsake them. Even though that he was angered with them and wasn't pleased with their decision. 
But yet he was promising them for his namesake. For his namesake. For his namesake. I'm glad in the New Testament we have the revelation of that name. That name being Jesus Christ. There's a number of things that were taught in the New Testament about the namesake. But I hope tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost in just a few minutes. I can help us to understand really what's available and what's given to us with the revelation of his name. Amen. We're a people of the name. We believe in there's no other way to be baptized but in the name. We believe if you're going to receive a healing, it's come come through the name of Jesus. If you believe you're going to get a washing away of sins, it's going to be through the name of Jesus. If you're going to see miracles and wonders and signs, if you're going to be a part of the bride, you've got to take on his name. And then there's got to be a man, the hallowing of his name, his responsibility of his name, willing to bear the name and the persecution that comes with that name. But also, there's some great benefits that comes along with the revelation and the understanding and taking on the name of Jesus. Some that maybe has never really crossed our minds before. But with the help of God here tonight, I hope in just a few minutes I can preach something to you tonight and preach it into your spirit. To use it to your advantage. God, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We need you to touch us. We need you to help us. God, you know that we can't do this by ourselves. It's under your anointing and under your divine touch into our minds, our hearts, and our spirit. God, we're so thankful for the prayers you've answered and the lives that you've ministered to in this house already tonight. Miracles and wonders and signs and angels that have been dispatched and the mighty works of God. All of this has been done through your name. All of it's been done, amen, because of this precious name called Jesus. So all the praise and glory and honor for the mighty works and the powerful works you've done and what you're going to do in the remainder of this service, we give it to no other name but unto the name of Jesus. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I will confess at the offset of this message tonight that I'm not as prepared as I'd like to be. I'd actually started out beginning of the week on a different thought out of Matthew 4 and 4. Where Matthew's writings there in the time of the temptation of Jesus Christ and when the tempter had come against him. And he responded to him after Matthew 4 and 4. That man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. But as I began to study from that particular verse, I found myself being drawn and pulled into this simple statement. Amen. For thy name's sake. For thy name's sake. Started out yesterday morning, midday, somewhere about there. And so we begin to study it out and research it out. And a little later on that same day, Brother Ford had called me. We was talking about something. And in that conversation, he made a statement. A man that God was going to preserve his name. I said, man, God, you just know how to make sure. Sure doesn't give me a lot of time to get ready. <laughs> Some of us needs a lot more time than others to pull scriptures together and 
to try our best to learn and to memorize them and in a way and a manner that we can present them. I'm not really one of those type of preachers. I'm not really what you'd call a slow preacher. preacher. I don't claim to be a fast preacher. I don't know what I claim and I don't know what you predict me to be. I just know it seems to go a lot better if I'm running at 100 than I do at 10. Now that's up to you how you look at that. But anyway, I believe by the help of the Lord, and I mentioned this because it led me right to a statement that I made Wednesday night. I was asked a man to speak at the graveside or actually just read Psalm 23 as the instructions that I received. And so after praying and just, you know, preparing at my cousin's gravesite, and uh, they asked me to read Psalm 23, and God got to nudging me, and I've got to reading it and got to really getting an insight. And so <laughs> the gentleman that introduced me said, Brother Moore's here to speak. I said, well, thank you, God. <laughs> Amen. They just wanted me to read this, but you just opened the door and give the opportunity to say what you just put on my heart about Psalms 23. And so I just took the liberty and the time out there in that graveyard. If you'll remember, amen, this was Tuesday. Actually, the weather wasn't too good. So we asked God to help us and give us a winder. We need a winder about 2 o'clock Tuesday in Loosedale, Mississippi. We don't need any rain. We need the sun to shine and we need a little time. And God gave us that. And so from Psalm 23, I began to talk to them, first of all, about the author. The writer here was a shepherd, but he was writing Psalms 23 as a lamb. Amen. Not as a shepherd. I instructed them and let them to understand that when you get an understanding of who had wrote it and the reason why he wrote it, it helps you to understand what is being written. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation, amen, that needs to know the great shepherd. But immediately the writer begins, the Lord is my shepherd. That's L-O-R-D in capital letters. I told them, you make the decision. You got the power of choice. You choose who's going to be the great shepherd in your life. You decide who's going to be the shepherd that has the power, the insight, and the revelation how to lead and guide you in this old world that we're living in. I know it's full of chaos. I know it's full of darkness and wickedness. But I chose the Lord to be my shepherd, the savior of the world, the bishop of my soul, the author and finisher of my faith. And I promise you, honey, he's not going to fail his little lambs. He's not going to fail his flock. He's not going to fail his people that has took on his name. I thank God tonight for the revelation of the name. And in that revelation, everything that comes along with it. I'm not interested in charismatic directions. I'm not interested in Trinity's ideals. I'm not looking to the religious world to give me ideals out of church. But I'm going to look unto our Lord, unto our Savior. And to our Jesus. And so when we move, if you go back to the focus verse in 1 Samuel 12, you're going to see there that was written as he talked about a man. And, 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 and Samuel reminds them of the deliverance of God 
from verses 6 through 13. How that this God had brought them out of the bands. Amen. And out of the hand of the Philistines and the Moabs. Amen. And the Syrians. He reminds them how that their fathers had cried unto the Lord. And even committed that they had sinned. And found themselves, amen, given their children over. Amen. To Balaam. To Ashtaroth. But this God that loves them. This God that had chosen them. This God that had placed his name upon them. Whenever they would fail him through rebellionism and stiff-neckedness. This God would always seem to pull out a remnant. Amen. A remnant. Amen. A, a, a chosen few that would stay committed and dedicated. I believe in this New Testament, in this apostolic church, there's going to be a few and enough. Amen. That's going to put their trust and faith in the name of Jesus. That whatever they ask in the name of Jesus, and whatever we ask believing, the mountains are going to be moved. The sycamore trees are going to be plucked up. The because the wonders are going to happen. Revival is going to move. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. If he don't do it for any other reason, he'll do it for his name's sake. He'll do it for his name's sake. I said he'll do it for his name's sake. The repetition depends on his name. So when you go to Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want you look up that word won't, it means lack. There's a difference between the, the ideals, amen, of wanting, amen. The difference, amen, in needs and wants. Study it out. God's people is not going to lack. We don't have to have the finest automobiles. We don't have to live in the finest houses. But God's people that takes on his name, we can come from shacks or we can come from mansions. But when we drive on these grounds and we come as one body, it doesn't matter what walk of life we come from. Hallelujah, because that don't have anything to do with salvation. That really don't have a whole lot to do with the blessings of God. Hallelujah, what really makes all the difference that we're bearing a name, a name that's never failed. A name that this earth waited over 4,000 years. A name that was sent from heaven to an angel called Gabriel. It's all mama didn't even get to name him. But it's a name that's above every name. It's a name, amen, you'll find healing. It's a name you'll find peace. It's a name you'll find joy unspeakable. It's a name you'll find to help you when nothing else or nobody else will. This name. So as we choose him, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. <laughs> not, not dry, <laughs> but green pastures. That has the nutrition, amen, to supply, amen, our needs. Amen. <laughs> he leadeth me beside. The still waters, that's what this shepherd does. <laughs> 
He leadeth me beside still waters. It doesn't matter what's going on. When I get ready and need a drink, let the winds blow. Let the tornadoes blow. Let the hurricanes blow. I'm telling you, but right in the midst of that, God can calm the waters around us as his people that are called by his name and put a peace inside of us when now the external world and everybody else is going chaotic and don't know what to do. We know exactly what to do. There is a name to call on. There is a name to call on. There's a name to lift up. There's a name to cry out to. There's something about calling on Jesus. There's something about lifting up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's something about lifting up your voice and asking your heavenly father through the name Jesus. And faith and faith alone in this name. It causes a lame to leap. It causes blinded eyes to be open. It causes deaf ears to be unstopped. It causes the mighty to find deliverance. It's something about the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to forsake not the name. And here's the key verse. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Now I want to give you, amen, a little, a little ammunition, I guess you'd say. Anybody ever been in a temptation trial? Wasn't sure if you was going to make it or not. Everybody's ever been in a situation you felt like the infirmity was going to get the best of you. Your shortness, your inabilities. I used to tell you all the time, like walking in peanut butter knee deep. <laughs> climbing up the rough side of the mountain. That's the only side you can climb up. You can't climb up that slick side. I don't care how good of a mountain climber he is. If it's slick enough, he's not going up it. <laughs> Amen. So we'd rather climb up the rough side. But it's something about his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that he's going to hold us and help us. Now watch what I'm fixing to tell you, and I'm just kind of jumping ahead. Amen. But the next time you get in one of those situations, you start calling out into the heavens and telling God, for your name's sake, I need your help. For your name's sake, sake God, I need deliverance. For your name's sake, it's not about me now. It's about your name. It's not whether or not if I survive or not, but it's about your name now. I've not changed the ball game. I changed the outcome. I just poured in a kingdom and a power and a promise, amen, that God gave to Israel in their backslid condition. We're in the warfare of our lives with all the different activities and things that's going on among us and around us. <laughs> you know, the Bible says that our sins will be shouted from the housetop. With all the cameras we got today. Uh -oh. 
We may not have to wait. <laughs> I don't want to be too comical here. <laughs> I remember deer hunting and they didn't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> Nowadays you go up to a grass place or what corner, you're looking for the camera. Where's that camera at? I'm going around it. <laughs> I don't want to take my picture. <laughs> Amen. You know, but me and most of the time, so, you know, you know, you could just, you know what I'm talking about. Not anymore. You never know where they may put them on the trails. You're walking down through and all of a sudden you hear some. What was that? <laughs> taking pictures here and taking pictures there. Amen. And, 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 you know, and I ain't being ugly what I'm fixing to say now. But we got them in the church houses now. Amen. And now even the church, hallelujah, is being videoed and it's being recorded. And everything that transpires and everything that takes place. And we fix to find out who's real and who's genuine. We fix to find out who's got the power and who's got the anointing. We fix to find out who's going to bear his name. Because I'm telling you, God's going to move in a power where his name is resident. Where his name is accepted. Where his name has been taken on. Because, amen, he's not going to, amen, he's not going to turn away from representing the name of Jesus Christ. He's not going to forsake the name, folks. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures tonight. And I may jump around a little bit, and I apologize for that. Maybe not, but we're going to try our best. Matthew 10 or 22 says, you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Still blows my mind sometimes. Some believers say, Yo, them Jesus only. Who else are you going to be? There is no other. No other name has been given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name given to find salvation. There's no other name to call on. There's no other name, amen, that he's never going to forsake. I hope somebody's getting this tonight. Then the struggles and the battles you've been in. Here's how to get your, here's how to get leverage. Amen. Start telling God, God, I'm your little darling. I believe in your name. I'm representing your name. And God, amen. You said you wouldn't, you wouldn't forsake your name. But I'm in the midst of this and I feel like I'm going under. Guess who's gonna show up for his namesake? Guess who's gonna endure you with a fire for his namesake? Guess who's gonna move on your behalf for his namesake? It's not about you, it's about his name. Because God had chosen. Israel to bear him and bear his name and show the rest of the world this one God. Everybody don't baptize in the name of Jesus. Everybody don't believe it's essential to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And I'm afraid even among us they're loosening it. you can't change the scripture you can't change that it's been forever so Matthew's writings in 10 and 22 if you go to Isaiah 66 and 5 huh, 
Can y'all get that on the screen for me? Isaiah 65 and 5. I'm going to try to do better to help them out. Andrew, come in there. and Y'all pray God help me with time, man. Hallelujah. This is where it was prophesied of what's going to happen. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out of my, for what? For my name's sake. Going to cast you out of the synagogue. Going to cast you out of this place and another. I'm telling you, just anybody and everybody's not going to take on the name. Not just anybody and everybody's going to bear the responsibility of the name. Not just anybody and everybody's going to bear, amen, the persecution that comes with the name. And could it be before this journey's over with? Right here in America. I'm telling you, they don't want you to pray in the name of Jesus. You can pray in Buddha, you can pray in the other, but don't pray in the name of Jesus. You know why? Because Buddha can't do nothing. There is no other God. There's no other power to thought you, no other name. It won't change nothing, honey. But when you begin to pray in the name of Jesus, for the name's sake, I'll tell you, hell can be stopped. God. Verse 2. Same chapter. Praise God. For all those things hath my hand made. All those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit. And trembleth at my word. I'll tell you some folks. By the help of God and by the help of the Holy Ghost. We didn't start it on Wednesday nights. But we're going back to some old doctrines. We're going back to some old pathways. We're going back to some old landmarks. We're going back, amen, to trembling at the word of God and taking it as the word of God and using it as the word of God. Because if we'll do that, amen, with the reverence and respect of his name, I'm telling you, you can speak to those mountains. I'm telling you, you can speak to those sycamore trees. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, when you felt like you're fixing to be overcome and overpowered, you could call on a name that God promised he'd never forsake him. Hallelujah, even when they walked in transgressions and whenever they rejected him and turned away from him. I'll tell you there's something about the mercy and grace of God about his name, about his name. As we move from that Isaiah let me, let me Matthew 19 and 29 and everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren, sisters, fathers, mothers, wives, children, lands, or for what? I'm going to help us out a little bit right here. You know what this world's doing? You know what some moms and dads are doing? They're forsaking their houses for drugs, for alcohol, for the world, for the devil. And then they want to make fun of us. Because we're willing to sacrifice some things for the house of God and for the name of Jesus Christ. Any man, every man that forsakes some houses, some moms and dads and brothers and sisters and, and sons and daughters for my name's sake, for my name's sake, the name's going to make a deal dividing line in families. It's going to cause mamas to be against daughters and sons against daddies. That's a power and authority that's in the name. It's wrapped up in this one door. It's wrapped up in this one name. But when you call on this name, you could get 
get some results. For my name's sake. But there's a benefit with this. He promised us that we can be blessed. He promised us. Listen to what he says. Shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. If you want everlasting life, you better start falling in love with this name. You better start searching the scriptures and how to take it on. As much as I love my wife, if she wouldn't have been willing to take on my name, we'd have, got, we'd have never walked down that aisle. Praise God. Acts 9, the time of Paul, our apostle. And you know the story how that he was on his way to Damascus with the letters in his pocket and God had smote him down. Amen. But Ananias was called upon. He was a disciple that was in Damascus and God moved upon him in a vision. Spoke to him and told him, I want you to rise and go into the street called Street. Inquire the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarshish. For behold, he prayeth. He hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him. That he might receive his sight. Ananias answered the Lord. I have heard by many of this man how much evil he's done a man to the saints at Jerusalem. Here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that are called. Bind all that call on my name, thy name, hallelujah. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles. I'm telling you, it was a, it was a transition point. Amen. The name of Jesus was a transition point for even Saul that became Paul. And immediately coming out of Damascus, he began to preach about Jesus as the Messiah, Jesus as the Savior of the world. We should never be in fact Jesus said if we are ashamed of him and ashamed of his name he's going to be ashamed of us whenever we are brought before God the father himself I'm not ashamed of the name nor the power nor the responsibility of the name Jesus name people don't look and act and dress like everybody else I don't care how modern time gets and how many screens they put up and how many cameras they put up. We ought not to change. We got a responsibility to the places we go of whose name we're bearing. Let's go back for a moment to our Sunday school lesson. When the son came home. I understand one side of what the son was trying to say. I don't deserve to be a son. But most of them, even our own uh, scholars, what we'd call them, amen, they also point out that could it be that he didn't want to bear the responsibility of a son? Because a son carries the family's name and the responsibility of that name and the reputation of that name. And the responsibilities of keeping that name. For a good name is rather to be chosen than silver and gold. <laughs> Above and beyond everything else. A man is holding on to a good name. That when that name is mentioned. It wouldn't be unwholesome and ungodly. It wouldn't be a name. We better watch that guy. 
You better watch them. And so the son, when he come back, the father didn't even pay him any attention. He just simply goes and gets the ring and puts it on his finger, which was a signet, a man that you're the son and you got to bear the name of the family. And the responsibilities of that name. That's the reason he put the coat back on him. And put the shoes back on his feet. Hallelujah. Because he was putting him back into the family. I'm going to tell you something. If you're in a backslid condition. And you want to make your way back to the house of God. Come back with the attitude and spirit. I'm going to bear the responsibilities. Hallelujah. The name. I'm not coming back to change the church. I'm not coming back. They meant to water it down. I'm coming back to bear the responsibility of the name. And the requirement of that name. To live holy and godly and upright in this old world. I'm not looking for an easier way. I'm not looking for a worldly way. If I'm looking for a worldly way, I'll just take backslid and stay out in the world. I'm telling you, God won't forsake the name. There's just something about you begin to worship and call on him and cry out to him there's a power that begins to move first john 2 and 12 says i write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven watch him your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake <laughs> nothing wrong with the holy ghost there's nothing wrong with god and the mercy of god or the power and the authority of his name you come repenting, if you come confessing, you come hungry calling on his name, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You're going to find deliverance. Amen. When you sell out, when you cast it all at his feet, calling on this name, lifting up your heart, lifting up your voices. You know, I want us to encourage these little fellers. When they come up here, they gotta they gotta lift their heads up and ask God for what they want. I'm gonna encourage some of you big fellers too. Y'all need to follow the same doctrine. <laughs> I want to say something, but I'm afraid somebody will take it wrong here. But I was impressed with this before. That individual came up. So it's not toward the individual. And you'll know what I'm talking about and who I'm talking to. The individual will when I'm fixing to say what I'm saying. I know there was a song written one time. It came very popular. Unspoken request. But I'm not sure if you can take that Bible and find where God responds, responds to unspoken request. There's something about lifting up your voice. Thy son of David, have mercy on me. There's something about crying out, Jesus. I believe this with everything it is within me. If I could get some of you to really cry it out when you come up here. Jesus, Jesus. Don't worry about them around you. Don't worry about what it sounds like. But with all that's in you, calling on the name for the sake of thy name, you'll move a kingdom and a power like you've never moved before.
Praise God. I'm going to touch something. If you go to Ezekiel, the 20th chapter, you're going to notice throughout this particular chapter, and for time's sake, I won't go through it. But if you watch this, as it begins to unfold, and, and, and Ezekiel deals with Israel's rebellion, starting at the 8th verse. But they have rebelled against me. They will not hearken unto me. They did not, they did not every man cast away the abominations of their eyes. Neither did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Remember now, Ezekiel is a prophet that's in Babylon and was carried in the second group into Babylonian captivity. And Ezekiel started getting visions and dreams in Babylon in this captivity. And so that's where he's writing from. I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. Watch verse 9. But I wrought a man, or in other words, but I acted for my name's sake that it should not be polluted before the heathens among whom they were in whose sight I made myself known unto them in bringing them forth out of the land of Egypt. Drop down to the 14th verse. If you back up now, but the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statues. They despised my judgment, which if a man do, he shall ever even live in them. And my Sabbaths, amen, they greatly polluted. Then I said, I would pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. But I wrought, or I acted for my name's sake, that it should not be polluted before the heathens in whose sight I brought them out. Amen. You're going to see four different times in this one chapter of Ezekiel. For the name's sake, he didn't consume them. For the name's sake, he didn't destroy them. For the name's sake, you know where he got to? Amen. Not that God got this idea, but he remembered Moses. He remembered Moses on that fretful day. Amen. When they had the golden calves and bow down and worship in him. And he told Moses, I'll, I'll eat them all. I'll destroy all of them. I'll raise up a new nation. But it was Moses that stood in the gap and said, but God, all the heathens are say, you wasn't God enough or powerful enough or mighty enough to deliver them. For his name's sake, amen. He shows mercy and grace and compassion that goes beyond anything else. Boy, some of you sitting here, y'all got so used to church. But for the name's sake, I'm going to preach to you a little bit right here. The namesake is the only thing that's kept God from destroying you. It's his name that you've took on. It's your experiences that you had. And it's through that mercy of his name that he hadn't destroyed you. There's ever been a time that we need a wake-up call and a stirring about his name and the revelation of his name and the power of it and what it's done for us. And what it's going to do for us. Who's coming back? Who's coming back? <laughs> it's going to be Jesus. Who's gone and prepare a place for us? Who are we going to meet in the air? 
who's gone and prepared a place for us. Amen. That we'll walk down streets of God. A place that we won't know anything about pain. A place we won't know anything about sickness. A place we won't know anything about death or sorrows or heartaches or disappointments. All this comes by the name's sake. That name being Jesus Christ. For 4,000 years, those sins are rolled forward waiting on a name. A name, amen, that can be called on through faith, amen, that can find remission in them. And since that for 2,000 years, it's still the only name that you can find remission in. It's the only name that you can find the favor in. It's the only name that you can find deliverance in. It's the only name that'll show up when all the other gods can't show up. When all the other powers won't show up. They don't have ears to hear and eyes to see. That's the reason he wants us to call on his name. Our God's got ears to hear it. And when God hears something about his name or his name being in jeopardy or his name being in trouble and his name amen trying to be overcome. There's something about calling on this name that'll move a power that kingdom inside you like you've never experienced all your born days. Musicians, singers, you can come. I know it's it's eight o'clock. Here's how the writer in Psalms one forty three puts it. One forty three eleven. It's the way of. Please tonight, if you don't get nothing else, don't. Underestimate the power of calling on his name. Psalms 143 and 11. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. You find yourself in those battles and heartaches and disappointments. Folks, I'm telling you, this world is, is being thrown into a spin. And if we're not careful, people's looking for avenues and means and ways to find a little comfort, to find a little ease, to find a little direction. If we're not careful, but calling on this name, if it wasn't for a church still on this earth, calling on the name, I'm telling you the demonical forces and the spirits of suicide and all the others would have their way to such a place it would shock you. But thank God there's still some folks calling on the name of Jesus. Calling on the name of Jesus. You ought to be calling the name of Jesus. Amen. Over your leaders. Over, over, even over the world leaders. We got a responsibility. Amen. As a church and one God believing people. As we pray over Israel and the peace for Jerusalem. We need to be praying God. And let me speak in the name of Jesus. Over our president and vice president. And senators and representatives. And governors and lieutenant governors. Amen. And judges and lawyers and sheriffs and deputies. And everybody else. Amen. Amen. Supervisors and whoever else may be 
a part of the leadership of our county and the leadership of our state and the leadership of our nation. What would happen if my people that are called by my name, amen, you can't be called by his name without calling on his name. And there's something about calling on his name and his people that's called by his name, humbling themselves and turning from their wicked ways. Amen, and I'll heal your land. I'm telling you, we got a white house that'll shut that white house down. We got a white house, amen, that'll shut the gates of hell down. We got a white house and a name, amen, that'll stop the devil in his tracks of night. Some of you don't have a clue what at your fingertips. You're so distracted. So out of connection. But you listen to me. We don't call this place Bethel. But it's the Bethel. Bethel is the house of God. Bethel is the gateway to heaven. And the only gate and the only house that can keep us out of hell. This is where we want to make connection. This is where we want to come on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, and any other time. God, somehow, for your name's sake, pushing everything else aside. Oh, I know we've been busy running from Dan to Bathsheba. But why are we doing it? Is it about us or about his name? Is it about our name or his name? Is it about our reputation or his reputation? Whose name's on that sign out there? That's the only name that matters. It doesn't matter about my name. Whatever mud God got to lead me through, whatever journey God's got to direct me through to bear the wonderful name of Jesus and present it to a lost and a dying world. And God, let me get dirted up in my mind and dirted up in my spirit and dirted up in my heart. Amen. To bear the responsibility and the calling of the name of Jesus. That's the reason he cleansed me. That's the reason he filled me with his spirit. Amen. That's the reason he puts a gospel in us and a revelation of his name. I could have been lost and undone out there in that world, but his mercy and grace through the name of Jesus. There's something about calling on him. There's something about lifting up our voices. There's something about, amen, with honesty and sincerity. God will show up. Amen. He's not going to forsake his name. Quicken me. To be quickened, that means you're dead. The psalmist is calling on him for thy name's sake. Quicken me. Stir me up. Stir up the talents that may be laying dormant in me, God. Stir up your gifting, God. For your name's sake. For your name's sake. Help me walk upright. Help me love thy commandments and keep thy statutes. <laughs> Man, I can carry you to a place. Amen. John 19, 21 and 22. Amen. Talks about a blind man. Amen. A blind man that was healed on the Sabbath. And they done everything they could. And this is a part of the scripture. And I won't read it and go into it. But when you go back to Isaiah 66 and 5. When it talks about they're going to hate him for his name's sake. And they're going to be cast out. And so even here this blind man. As they told who hey, me and his friends saw him. And he was blind. And the first thing it started on. Who sinned? That's how one nobody didn't sin. But for the glory of the Father. For the work and the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. To represent the kingdom that's coming in among us. I thank God for the revelation of his name. 
Hallelujah. You don't have to impress people with the ability to pray using fancy words. Hallelujah. The only words you really need to know is Jesus. Faith and faith alone in the name of Jesus. Faith and faith alone in the name of Jesus. It's not some kind of exploit physically. It's not some kind of display that impress people. Hey, man, if we get up here and laugh. No, it's in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's get back to the chief cornerstone. Let's get back to the basic, honey. The devil can speak at times, but he can't call on the name of Jesus. I found out, amen, people that won't call on the name of Jesus when they're instructed, they got a problem, honey. It ain't the church's fault, it's not the pastor's fault. They got the problem. I'm telling you, honest, sincere heart, soul, mind, and hunger, when it begins to call on Jesus, something's going to happen. Something's going to take place. (laughs) Praise God. Let us stand together. I'm through. I didn't have a chance but here tonight, but John 16, 1 and 3 says, these things have I spoken unto you that he should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he's doeth God's service. Don't be offended about it. It doesn't bother me a bit when they call me Jesus only. It doesn't bother, it don't ruffle nothing in me. It just makes me God's right. I sure hope that's what I'm getting across to you. I hope everybody out there knows that we're some of that Jesus name bunch. That's exactly right. We're some of that Jesus name bunch. What name you gonna call on? What God you gonna bow down to? What God you gonna call on in trouble? What name you think's gonna get you on the other side? Hello, thank God for the revelation of his name. I'm telling you, he won't forsake his name. He won't forsake his name. There's something about calling on his name. Calling on his name that brings authority and power and mercy and grace and compassion and a power on your life that nothing else will. They come and get ready to sing. Don't be shocked when the world hates you for it. Back up a chapter in John. Amen. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. Because they know not him that sent me. They're going to hate you. The world is going to hate you. Your brothers are going to hate you. The nations in Matthew 24 9 is going to hate us over the name. I'm telling you before this journey's over with, it's going to be about the name. But those that holds to the name and calls on the name, God, a man, is not going to forsake his name, but he's going to show up and do great marvelous things just like he did for Israel. Amen. Bringing them out and delivering them. And you know what? That's not all. For his name's sake, he's going to restore them. For his name's sake, he's going to revive them. For his name's sake, he's going to raise up a nation. For his name's sake, he's going to win the battle of Armageddon. For the name's sake, we're going to heaven. For the name's sake, hallelujah, we're going to gain life eternal. For the name's sake, we're going to be healed. For the name's sake, we're going to have revival. For the name's sake, we're going to be revived.
They get ready to sing. It grieves my heart tonight to see some vessels here tonight. I don't mean this offensive. But I'm a little concerned about some souls that claim safe had the revelation of the name. But there's such a lack of a stir. Such a lack of the light coming on. Man, you could tell by the expressions on the faces. You could tell by the response. If you really believe this or not. If you really believe it'll work. Because when you get a real revelation that God won't forsake his name, you can find yourself in the worst battle you've ever been in. And maybe you've tried everything under the sun. But now I've just gave you a weapon. I've just gave you an answer tonight. That God promised not to forsake his name. And when you begin to call on his name, there's going to be a power come, a deliverance come. Like you've never experienced but you got to believe this. you got to believe that when I call on this name, it's going to happen. It's going to take place. Hallelujah. Except he believe. That's the reason Luke talks about baptism. Mark talks about baptism. They don't worry about baptizing a lot if they don't believe that he's the Messiah. If they don't believe he's the Savior. You're wasting your time. But you got to believe. i got to believe. When I speak that wonderful name of Jesus. We've heard the stories of some of our own brethren. Being the warfare of their lives. The devil trying to choke the life out of them. And finally, finally, they're able to whisper that lovely name called Jesus. And immediately, that devil has to flee. That devil has to go. There's something about calling on that name. What about it tonight? You want to come and try it? Is everything perfect in your life? You're on top of everything in your life? Everything's fine to Danny. I don't need to call on it. No. I don't think nobody will fit that. Everybody's got to call on it. But if we call on it tonight... Really, there's no telling what just may happen in this house tonight. For the sake of His name. For the sake of His name. God can bless us in ways and open doors and windows. And opportunities for the sake of His name. Because we're representing His name. And He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. For his name's sake. God bless you as they say. Well, there's a name that you can call on. When things are going wrong. There's a rock that you can speak to. If you're weak, it'll make you strong. Though the road is long, the sun is hot.
Pastor Moore, <laughs> preserving his people for his great name's sake. And that's why the great apostle says, and all that you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks unto God and the Father by him. Hallelujah. Did you know there's no way for you to give thanks unto the great I am that I am except through the man Christ Jesus that's why it's imperative. It is a must. It is, there's no way around it except ye believe that I... Well, it doesn't matter if, if I really believe it. Yes, it does matter whether you believe it that way or not. Except you believe I am he, you shall die in his, your sins. And where I am, you cannot come. And uh, there's no way around believing that this Jesus is the Almighty. And that he was every bit man. Well, hallelujah. But Mary was a virgin. She had never known man. And she was overshadowed by the spirit of the living God or the Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost, Jesus said, uh, is me coming back to live in you. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And the whole world was made by him and for him. And uh, it was that same. Well. I'm not going to get into that. Thank you, Pastor Moore. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad for the name of Jesus tonight. Pastor Moore is going to tell us about birthdays. I don't think there's any. I, well, there might be. I don't think there's no birthdays. Am I right? No birthdays. Okay. No anniversaries. Am I right? 
All right. Well, anything else that needs to be said? Any other announcements? All right. I want you to join us in fellowship, serving in the back. So let's ask God to bless it and bless the fellowship tonight. Lord, we love and appreciate you tonight. We're so thankful for the revelation of thy precious name, that name Jesus. And God, even tonight, we ask for your blessings. We ask it through this name, the blessing of the food, the blessing of the fellowship. Bless the hands that have prepared it. Help us receive it with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you, love, and appreciate you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.